Grand Risings, Grand Risings, Grand Risings. This is Humble Dame coming to you guys on this wonderful Wednesday. I hope that you guys will win in life today and win in your day, win in your parenting, win in your, in your singleness, win in your marriage, win in your career. Okay? Win in your day. Just win in your day. Win in your body and in your mind. So today I want to start out by reading... An excerpt out of a wonderful book. The title of the book is titled Abba, and it is by Dr. Matthew Stevenson. And I'm going to start on page 69. That's page 69, and it starts with separated. Sin has serious effects on a person's life. One of the, one of the things that grieves me as a prophet is how comfortable with and tolerant of sin believers are. I am grieved for those who are unwilling to radically get rid of, lose, or forego relationships that promote sin, sin cycles, and sin behaviors. They rationalize sin tolerance with the misapplication of Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. They determine to come out of sin in the way that they are most comfortable which typically translates to a refusal to let go of certain friendships or a refusal to stop fornicating, stop watching porn, or come out of agreement with addictions or whatever sin their vice is. They don't understand that sin is the program and strategy of Satan to separate us, separate them from Abba so he can destroy and murder them. I'm going to skip down. This is on page 70 now. It says, Sin attacks our purpose and the reason we were born. The enemy accomplishes this by encouraging us to chase after our own human desires. As human, we choose our own will over the plans of God. We participate in the sin by choosing to live separate from Abba. And so I wanted to stop there. Um, this is an excellent book, guys. It talks about... Um, your brokenness is the uh, key to knowing God as a father. So when a lot of people like to try to uh, perpetuate or project that your brokenness is a negative thing, it, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can impact you negatively. But once you begin to open up and begin to try to know our creator and like submit to him, which is what I said, a submissive journey, then it actually can become a good thing, and he'll feel those beautiful areas. So I recommend that you guys get this book. It's titled Abba, which we know that is Father. Okay, and so today, that leads me into the title of today. And I'm going to be talking about the modus operandi. The modus operandi of love. Now, why would I start out by reading an excerpt? From an accomplished author's book on um, Abba and brokenness, because it's, that that book is basically telling us how to accept God's love, and how sin separates us from God, so we are not able to feel His love as much. He still loves us. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. He loves everybody, but we are not able to be in intimacy and close communion and in contact with Him. So instead of letting your sin separate you, which is I'm piggybacking off of this uh, scholar this uh, doctor's book you can let sin bring you closer to him by confessing it to him and by asking him to help you with your struggles I have done this in my life uh, That does that make you perfect? No, no one is perfect so if anyone tries to project perfection off onto you like that's how they are, they make themselves the example or the paradigm I, I kind of will be leery of those people alright, so I'm going to continue 
and th that is actually a very good book so you guys can purchase that I believe it's on Amazon uh, I got it off Amazon so it's a really good book and now I'm going to go into the good book and this is coming from 1st Corinthians chapter 13 again we are talking about the modus operandi of love okay how love is supposed to operate how can you recognize love because one of the things that keeps us attached to sin is that we believe that the secrets and the sin is, is uh, sensual and is satisfying to us. Our sin satisfies us, but when you begin to see that sin is separating you from the greatest love you'll ever feel, you'll begin to want to, to invite him into those spaces, into your brokenness, into your damaged areas, and allow him to be able to, to uh, renew you and to refresh you. So I'm going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Everyone knows this passage of scripture. Uh, if you don't know it verbatim, you are uh, very aware of it. They read it at uh, marriages and they read it at graduations and all sorts of stuff. But I'm going to read it again, not to be redundant, but to refresh us and re to renew us since today is Wednesday. I want us to be winning in our lives, winning in our minds. And I want us to win and knowing how love operates, the modus operandi of love, of real love. Okay. So, it says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, which is love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love is long. Love suffereth long. And love is kind. Love envieth not. Love veineth not itself. Is not puffed up. Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done. Away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Now, this was a meaty, meaty scripture. Now, we talk about uh, in, in, in the believer terms, you'll hear them use uh, jargon as far as saying milk. The milk of the word and the meat of the word. The milk is for people who are just coming into the faith and things of that nature. And the meat is uh, more so for, I would consider, like a teenager or a veteran or, you know, when you get older. And so this right here is a very, very meaty passage of scripture where it talks about love. And so the things that we are actually basking in and the things that we are actually uh, excited about as far as, oh, I can prophesy or, oh, I have, look at how much knowledge I have and look at how many degrees I have and, 
oh, look at all my faith I have. All of those mountains was in my way, and I just moved them out the way. See, you guys have no faith. And I give, look at all of my philanthropy. I give to the community. I give to the poor. And look how great I am. And, and, and when we are puffed up, by these things. It said those are the very things that love is not. It, does love allow you to do those things? Absolutely. Are those things to be honored and rewarded? Absolutely. When you do good deeds, it should come back to you in the form of honor. Uh, I believe I'm a big believer in honor and honoring other people, honoring your peers, honoring authority, honoring your family. I believe in all of that. And I believe that it's a beautiful uh, concept that promotes harmony when you honor and edify each other. But when I'm talking about the modus operandi of love, how love operates, you can kind of be able to kind of distinguish and be able to uh, go into and see, like piggybacking off of Dr. Matthew Stevenson's book, where he was saying that some relationships you have to forego. That's why I started out reading on page 69, and it was titled Separated. Now here, it was basically saying... Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That's a separation of a mindset. And sometimes, if you're hanging around people that are thinking like children, that are speaking like children, that understand like children, and you're a grown person, you have to put away those childish things. And it might be like the like the, uh, Dr. Stevenson said, to forego some relationships. If it is promoting you to stay in a sin cycle of drinking, of smoking, of having, of, of fornicating, which were uh, examples he gave, which I've done all three. <laughs> I have done all three and I have been redeemed, so I'm grateful for that. I'm not laughing at the sin, I'm just laughing at the fact that I don't do those things anymore. It's joy, it's a joyous laugh. But if you're hanging around people that are perpetuating and say, well, it's okay, don't worry about it, and it's all right. Those are childish people. Those are childish people. That's ungodly counsel. So today I want us to be able to recognize what true love is. Love is not grouping together with people because you don't like a certain person. That's not love. That's childish. That's the way children think on the playground. Love is being able to uh, bear all things, to, to, to believe all. You can still believe in a person, even if you sometimes you do have to show tough love. But you can believe in them from a distance. You don't have to hurt them. You can help them by just believe. I believe God can do it for you one day. Not with me, but one day he might do it for you. See you later. And so you can be able to uh, put away these things. And you have to separate yourself. You have to be set apart from certain people so that have certain mindsets that are childish. And those childish mindsets, a lot of times, is like what Matthew, Matthew Stevenson said, uh, is basically coming from sin cycles, which is okay. But it says the wages of sin is death. So they're working for their sin. So some people, just because they're working all the time doesn't mean they ain't sinning. So you have to get away from certain situations. You have to be able to know uh, what true love is. And so that's what I believe that book is so good for because it actually opens up where you're not ashamed of your brokenness. It's okay to be broken. I'm broken in a lot of areas. I'm still broken. But as I'm beginning to open up to my creator and submitting to him on my submissive journey, he is beginning to fill those voids in those areas. And he's actually growing me up. He can grow you up overnight. Now it says some plant, some water, but he gives the increase. So when you read a good book like that from an author like that, uh, either Sharon James, uh, Matthew Stevenson, Luster Summerall, T.D. Jakes, when you read books from good authors like this, 
those things actually impart into you and they can actually plant beautiful seeds within you. And then the Holy Spirit would water you with that living water. And then he gives the increase. So some areas where it would have took you years and years and years of secular therapy, when you're getting into the word and you allowing him into your brokenness, allowing him to love you the right way with the modus operandi, the real operating love, I'm trying to tell you, man, it will free you in so many different areas. And that brokenness will become less and less. So this is Humble Dame coming to you guys. I hope that you are uh, winning today in life. And again, I read uh, Abba by Dr. Stevenson. And I read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You guys go read it and pray for me as I'm uh, growing in my love walk and my parenting and uh, just in life, period. This is Humble Dame coming to you guys. Have a wonderful day.